Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Do you believe in manifesting? I certainly do. And today I'm going to talk about it. And I have a special guest on the show, my dad, who also believes in manifesting. Welcome to the show, dad. Hello, everybody. Good morning from Chile, 12 degrees on the way to the airport. We are on the way to the airport and thought we would record another episode. Basically, we were having a discussion about manifesting, or I was, because I'm not sure if you've seen, but I did have a video that went a little bit viral on TikTok. And this is on a separate TikTok page. I just upload comedy and funny things. And dad might sneeze because he's on a bit of a sneezing rampage this morning. <laughs> so if you hear some sneezes in the background, don't get scared. The Greek parent sneeze is very loud. It's very scary. But anyways, as mentioned, I had come up with a hack, I believe, gets you upgraded to business class. And I thought I'd share it on social media. And Daily Mail got a hold of it. And then News.com got a hold of it. And then Sky News interviewed me in Brisbane for it. And last night when I went to bed, I bid for a business upgrade. So my theory is to save you having to go watch the other videos, is that you bid the night before or you bid last minute. So a bid means you get an email from the airline that says, would you like to be upgraded? Bid for an upgrade now. And then there's a dial and you can select how much you want to upgrade or how much you want to pay for an upgrade. Now, this used to be $25 with Rex. So I fly with Rex Airways. They are amazing. They give you free snacks. They give you 23 kilos of luggage, seven kilos of plane luggage, carry on. And it's just awesome. They give you tea, coffee, and they've always gone on time. They're just a great, great airline. This is not a sponsored uh, airline mention or anything. And last night when I bid, it's gone up. The minimum you can bid is $55. And my theory is if you bid last minute, if there's a seat available, they're not going to care whether they give it to you for $55 or $300. And it worked. I woke up this morning after visualizing last night that I was going to wake up 
look at my phone and see an email saying you have been upgraded. I took myself through that. I imagined it. I imagined seeing it. I imagined sitting in business class. I imagined the lady saying to me, would you like sparkling water or still water or champagne? And then I would proceed to say either still water or sparkling water. Now, I was curious to know if manifesting runs in families. Now, this is not psychological advice or anything like that. But basically, I was curious to know if parents or my parents also do the same thing. So I remember as a kid, like mum would always say, imagine this or tell yourself this or do this. And that's why I've got dad on. So dad, first of all, do you believe in manifesting? Well, I can only tell you my experience, which has stayed with me all these years. I was six years old because I was in the very first grade. That's how I remember it. Then it was Easter time back home in uh, Cyprus. And our school was one building with one large classroom. And in that, there was grade one and grade two sharing the same room because that's all there was. And um, the teacher said, being Easter, we go into a raffle, a nice basket with eggs and things like that for Easter. And we had to pay a penny. In those days, a penny. Well, I did have a penny and I bought a ticket. And I remember every night before I went to bed, I, I would say, please, God, I want to win the Easter basket. I want to win the Easter basket. And I actually did this nearly every night. I really put an effort into, you know, and guess what? And the thing that, you know, that amazed me. What amazed you? Okay. When you think about it and you do the maths, they didn't just pull a ticket which had a copy of the numbers. You know what I mean? The stuff, the like, like they do it nowadays. In those days, that I remember the teacher said, okay, we've sold about 100 tickets or whatever it was. And she said, okay, so what we'll do, we'll write on a little piece of paper the numbers from 1 to 10, and we'll add another zero. So that will make it, and we'll pick three numbers, three tickets, you know, three pieces of paper. Now, I remember I was the first to buy the ticket, and my ticket was zero, zero, one. Oh, that's like the worst. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, they're going to pull three tickets, three numbers. I've got no chance of uh, getting this. No way. I mean, think about it. So she calls out one of our fellow students there. They pulled the ticket and it was a zero. The second person to pull a ticket pulls a zero. And no way. Yes. And my heart is beating by now. And the third one pulls a one. So my ticket, a zero, zero, one. I still remember it. It's 67 years. My God. Oh my gosh. And you won the Easter hamper. Yes. What were you feeling and thinking at the time? Do you remember? Yes, I do. Because I remember it was a, a, a nice basket with a big handle and it had this lovely crispy um, um, cellophane. I didn't know what it was then, but I loved it because it was crispy. Um, I mean, I and shiny and, and made this funny crackling noise. And I carried it because we used to walk to school from home. I, I, it would have been two or three ki kilometers, I would say. Walk to school all the way, proudly holding it, you know, and showed it to mom and dad. I was so on top of the world. I love that. And what did your parents say? 
Well, uh, I told them the story. They, they, they were very, very excited too. They were very proud. But my parents in those days are not like the parents of today. You know, there wasn't a lot of physical or emotional, you know, hugs and maybe a kiss, but not as we do today. It, it was different. And that's the thing I do reminisce at times and I regret because I didn't have the physical love, kisses from my mom, my dad. It was more, I don't know how to explain it. More like words of affirmation yes. or? Yes. There wasn't a show of um, affection. That's the word, affection. That surprises me. Well, congrats on winning the Easter basket, but also you and mum are very affectionate. And I guess we were thinking about topics to talk about today and we'll come back to the manifesting, but I was thinking about parenting, right? Because obviously a lot of parents from your generation had trauma and issues. And then a lot of parents from my generation had trauma and issues, but you weren't from a, I guess, affectionate household as you've described, but you and mum were very affectionate to us growing up. How did you change? Because normally the cycle doesn't get broken in families and we see the same patterns repeating themselves. Well, this is interesting. I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Maybe because we didn't have it and that's why we are the opposite. You know, I mean, I brought you girls, you know, with a lot of love, a lot of encouragement, a lot of, uh, we did everything for you, you know, and, and we still do. We, we we help you as much as we can. We we hug you, we kiss you, even though you're in your, you know, 30s and 40s. And when it comes to the grandchildren, even more so, you know, I mean, we would, you know, we can't get enough of them. You know, we chase them around for kisses, which my mom and dad, I never remember them chasing me to give me a kiss. I mean, I would, I would have loved that. But I remember the only time my dad showed, and I was very proud, he had a small garden in the house back home then. And he planted onions. Now, again, I was six, seven, eight in that sort of age group. Never knew anything about gardening or anything like that. And I do remember the spring onions had, well, they were actually onions, not spring onions, because I remember they grew quite tall and the bulb, the round bit on the bottom, began to show up from the ground now that I know about onions. How I knew they were ready to be picked, I, I have no idea, or maybe I just... Um, Manifested the onion? So with a kitchen knife, uh, you know, the old-fashioned kitchen knife, which is not, it wasn't even pointy, you know, the, the kind that you spread butter, you know, the Cypriot kind of knife, I went into the yard and it must have been, I don't know, five, six, seven square meters of onion. I love how you just described a, a butter knife as a Cyprian knife. I think everyone has that. But I know the knife, it's got like the plastic yellow handle. It's in a lot of Greek households, but I'm sure it's just a, a butter knife, basically. That's right. That's right. And it's slightly serrated and, yeah. you know, it never goes blunt kind of thing. I don't know how many hours it, it, it would have taken me, but with a knife, I harvested the whole onion patch. I harvested Whoa. all of them so that my dad, because he, he was always working, he will finish one job his main job and come home and there were jobs for the neighbors because he was a builder, handyman, that sort of thing. And I remember when I did it, he was very proud that I did it. Well, you, you never ex expect a kid, a little boy with a knife to harvest the whole onion yard. So um, he was, he, you know, he patted me on the back and uh, 
Bravo, Andro, you know, and, uh, and I remember a few days later, he was doing a job at the neighbor's house, and I was there with him, you know, I used to tag along to help or whatever, carry tools. And, and I remember he said to the, um, to the neighbor, do you know what he did? By himself, he harvested the whole onions, and it made me as it. And I, I remember I was feeling real proud inside me that he would talk to the neighbor and say that I did something good. And how old were you? Look, uh, I would say around seven. My dad has an incredible memory, and specifically for memories that have an emotion, because we are more likely to remember things that have a emotional component, like a visual component, like he's described the onions, he's described the harvesting, he's described the feelings, the setting, all of that. And isn't that incredible that you remember that? And kids do. Kids remember these strong emotional moments. But you remember this one moment, he was so proud of you for harvesting the onions. Well done. Thank you. Well, the earliest I can go back, and I do remember these people sometimes say, but how can you remember that? It was preschool, preschool, so I, I guess you call it kinder or daycare or whatever it was. I would have been maybe four years old, yeah. and we were going to have visitors in those days, um, a visitor would be middle-class ladies who did charity work, etc. and we were going to have visitors to see us, and the teachers a teacher, a lady, um, I forget her name, of course, but um, she's, she asked if any of the children knew any songs or poems that we could sing or recite for the, for the visitors when they came. And I remember I knew this little poem that my granddad taught me, and I put my hand up and I said it, and she said, yes, you're going to do that. A little poem, just a two, or two or three lines about a, a son going to war and... Um, it's a bit emotional. I mean, thinking about it now, it even stirs yeah. emotion. And it's in Greek, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Two, three line poem. I, I stood on the, uh, they asked me to stand on the chair so the ladies in the front could see me. And I remember saying it and, you know, putting my finger up and, you know, and accenting the, the words. And they all clapped and I felt on top of the world. And I remember my teacher, she gave me a kiss on the cheek for being, you know, a star. <laughs> and I fell in love with my teacher and I was dreaming about her for months. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um, what I told you about the other day, limerence, when you have like an obsession or infatuation about someone or a teacher, a, a person sounds like you had a bit of that, but that's so incredible you remember that. And I think when you think about parenting, it's so important to give your children love and affection and words of affirmation and even if you didn't have it yourself I think that you've done such a good job dad to break the cycle because I've never once thought oh my god I wish my parents hugged me more or kissed me more it was just so normal growing up and I'm really grateful for that yes yes I'm glad how I mean you three girls are a pride and joy you you make us proud every day with your achievements with your the kind of person you are the kind of people you turned out and nothing makes us happier than seeing you all get on oh dad that's so sweet and yeah I feel the same way I think it doesn't have to be anything major kids really absorb everything and just saying I'm proud of you today or have a good day or 
you can achieve anything you want. I remember my mum would always say like a strong mind always wins and I didn't know what it meant at the time but now I, I do and I agree with it. So bringing it back to manifesting, and let's talk a little bit about that. Basically, it is the idea that you can attract the things that you want in your life by using specific strategies, so such as visualization, using your senses, your vision, imagining what it would look like when you achieve the thing you want to achieve. Using your emotions, how will that moment feel? How will it feel uh, winning that Easter hamper? How will it feel getting upgraded to business? How will it feel when you met the dream guy of your life? And by using all our senses, we really can train the brain to believe that it is already happening because your brain uses the parameters you give it to see the world. So for example, if you are constantly going out every day saying, oh my God, I'm so fat, I'm so disgusting, people don't like me, your brain's going to look for information to validate those beliefs. So it'll look for the people who give you a weird look. It'll look for the fat on your body when you look in the mirror. It'll notice anything that doesn't go right in the day. Whereas have you had one of those good days and everything just goes right? You hear your favorite song on the radio, you get that email you wanted to get, um, something good happened with a friend or, you know, someone you're dating and you just feel so good and nothing can bring you down. That's because, again, you're giving your brain parameters of good stuff to happen. You think good stuff's happening. You're like, this is the best day and it, it keeps going and it's this domino effect. And I really believe in it and I think it is the type of thing you can train your brain to do. And a lot of people ask me, well, how do I do it? How do I manifest? Well, the first thing is to identify what it is you want. So whether it's winning an Easter hamper, like Dad said, or attracting a job, et cetera. And the second thing is, is visualization, really visualizing yourself. And what I loved with dad's story was he did it every night. It wasn't just one thing because, you know, our brain that fires together gets wired together. So we want to continually give our brain information that is in line with what we want. So visualizing yourself winning the, the goal, visualizing yourself achieving it. And while you're just looking through, I guess, your eyes or visualizing, going through the feelings, how do you feel? Imagining it's already happened. So we want to take our brain into the future because the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So taking our brain into the future, imagining it's there and also our emotions and then also our thoughts. What would you think when you got here? How do you feel when you got here? And you can also get a lot of these type of recordings from YouTube. You can just look up manifestation and really start to use this as practice. You can do it in the morning. I usually do it at night. And, oh, Dad, that's what I was going to say. You said you used to say to, you know, please, God, let this happen. I believe praying is a form of manifesting because you're asking for what you want. Do you agree? I agree. Actually, um, while listening to you now and you, you asked me about the recent uh, 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 it came back, uh, as you know, not long ago, about four or five weeks ago, I had this problem <clears throat> in my garden with uh, which I couldn't seem to solve with the uh, water pipes. And I would agonize at night and my, I would think and think and think, how can I solve this problem? 
it was a plumbing issue and even the plumbers couldn't figure it out. We'd put a camera in there, we'd put a high pressure cleaner to clean the, the problem if it was a blockage. But I would agonize, well, how can I solve it? How can I solve it? Um, and then after speaking with you, actually, and you helped me a lot, I did come up with a solution and together with, with, the, with the plumbers, we, we solved it. And this just goes to show, you know, um, thinking and, and I could see the, the problem being solved and I could see the pavers that we had to dig out and the trenches we had to dig out. It was a big thing. It was all good. Yes. And so dad was going through some anxiety at the time because he tends to catastrophize situations and I gave him some calming strategies. And the thing is, you have to be in a relaxed state as well to problem solve. And this is why a lot of people live in stress, they live in anxiety, and you can't actually access the part of your brain you need to visualize and manifest if you're in a highly stressed state. So it's really important you train your brain to calm down through breathing techniques. You can check out my course, Unchain Your Brain. That's what it's all about, is calming the nervous system. And then you can attract the things you want in your life. And yeah, we've shared some examples today of how that has been done. Dad, thank you so much for being on the show. We absolutely love having you here. Any final words for the listeners or words of wisdom? Well, uh, have a lovely day. Um, I'm going to miss you going uh, to the Gold Coast uh, again. But until we meet, goodbye and thank you. I loved the sessions with you. Oh, Dad, thank you so much. And I'll be back probably in a month or so so we can record some more then. Have a great day, guys. And if you haven't followed or liked or subscribed to the What Is Eating You podcast, please do leave a rating. Let me know if you like these episodes with Dad and I'll be sure to do more. Thanks so much. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.